everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? Well, I don't really know if this is growth, but I'm going to count it because I kind of deep cleaned and organized our downstairs, and it just feels so much better, like a little spring Mm -hmm. cleaning. And we also had a couple people over for Cinco de Mayo, and Seb cooked a bunch of stuff, and it was like the first real entertaining I feel like we've done in a very, very long time, so that was fun. Mm -hmm. That sounds really lovely. I love a good organization. It was great. And now it just like... I feel like it kickstarts my morning every day. I walk down there. I'm like, wow, it feels so clean and nice. Yeah. It just makes the home feel a lot lighter. It does. Yeah. What about you? How are you growing? Okay. Well, last week I talked a little bit about how I had started reading The Road Back to You. Mm-hmm. And I finished it this week, mostly because the library was like, you have three days to finish this book. It's very <laughs> need to send it back. Yes, absolutely. And there are people like in line waiting for it. And so I was like, it's not like I can just like recheck it out here shortly and I need to finish it because it's for our May book club. But yeah, it was really good. I kind of wish they had talked more about how the different numbers interact with each other. But at the same time, I understand like the point of the book is really just to like lay out the basics about each number and about your wing. And they did talk about how each number is like in a relationship or at work. So that was nice. Um, But I would be interested to read a book about how the different numbers interact with each other and like what numbers are like really good fits for each other or not and all of that. I think that would be interesting. But if you are looking for a book to just like kind of understand the basics of Enneagram and you are not bothered by kind of little snippets of like Christianity and spirituality kind of woven in. It's not like overwhelming by any means. Um, but if, if that does bother you, then maybe this isn't the right book for you. But if it doesn't, then I'd say this is a, a good one. Was there anything really fun that you learned that you didn't know? I feel like I just learned a lot more about sixes, sevens, eights, and nines. Because I don't know many people personally who are those numbers. I just recently learned that somebody I work with is a six and it makes sense. But I, I don't know. I think I've in reading it and like thinking more about like the people in my life, I'm curious about what if there's like a specific attraction between twos and ones and twos and threes and fours or something, because I feel like a lot of people in my life are those numbers. Mm -hmm. And another interesting tidbit is that in our friend group, Mallory, myself, and Brittany are all twos and all of our partners are fives. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I don't think I've ever met a man who was a two and I don't think I've ever met a woman who was a five. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's just interesting to think about. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they exist out there, but they are anomalies. Mm-hmm. At least in our life. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I am really glad that you brought up that you had a little get together this past week because today's episode is about our life kind of post-quarantine. I mean, we're like not in quarantine anymore, but we're not like fully out and about, or at least the world isn't. So we're kind of in this limbo. Yeah, it's such a weird time. Like, I will be two weeks post-vaccination, so fully vaccinated on Wednesday. And I am planning on 
going out to a bar to sit outside because I'm still not really in with the like inside dining at this point, but mm-hmm. I want to celebrate. I'm excited. Yeah, it is absolutely worth celebrating. What was your level of quarantine, would you say, when it was like prime quarantine time? Okay, so Seb and I took the CDC guidelines very seriously. We were pretty much totally quarantined until recently. We only honestly loosened up our restrictions, mostly because we had some family things that we didn't feel like we could miss. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've talked a lot about the fact that we order our groceries now, so I wasn't even going in the grocery store for a long time. I was going into Lowe's some But, like, we weren't going out to eat. I hadn't had a a cocktail made by somebody other than me and Seb up until, like, two weeks ago. We went to Bar Taco, and I we sat outside, and I got a margarita, and it was the greatest experience of my life. (laughs) It was so good. Something that had been really missing from your life? I mean, just to not have to make your own drinks is so nice. I mean, we Mm -hmm. because we had gotten, you know, takeout, so at least we were having – Meals made prepared by somebody else every once in a while, but yeah, yeah, not a cocktail until really recently. So, mm. what about you? What has your level look like? I feel like we were definitely pretty strict at first, but I have a part time retail job, and mm-hmm. so it looked a little different for me because you know everything was full quarantine for months, and then things started to open up a little bit where I'm living, and Retail shops were one of those places like, you know, there were a lot of regulations inside of that, like having to quarantine clothes after they were tried on, which honestly was great because (laughs) then when people tried clothes on, you could just put them in this little room and you didn't have to worry about putting them back at all. And also, though, for a time, people weren't trying on any clothes. So I feel like I was still going out fairly regularly, but in like just to another very regulated space. For the most part. And then, yeah, we did go on our trip to Utah, but we were outside the whole time. We had masks on even when we were outside. We didn't really interact with anybody else other than each other. So, yeah. Yeah. um, We went, actually, we did one trip in the fall with Seb's best friend and his wife and one of our other friends for their 30th birthday parties. The guys turned 30 uh, Mm -hmm. in September. And we just rented a little Airbnb and went to the beach and that was fun Um, and very like safe and, you know, we didn't go out or anything. Uh, And then we also went to Charlottesville and did the same thing for Seb's birthday. And luckily wineries are outdoors, so we were able to participate and not be exposed to anything, which was great. But yeah, other than that, we haven't traveled anywhere. Yeah. And we saw... A few of our friends up here like every once in a while, but it was very much like, oh, these are the people in our bubble. Like we're not really seeing anybody else. So yeah, I would say it was fairly high level quarantine. Definitely not as high as some people, uh, but also definitely not as low as some people. Yeah. It was really interesting to see the different boundaries people drew because we saw friends, but only outside and six feet Mm -hmm. apart. And there were several occasions where we had to be like, sorry, we won't be coming or sorry, unless we're sitting outside, we won't be doing that. Yeah. Um, and I think the only people we really saw inside were our, our immediate family. It was our immediate family. Yeah. 
Is Seb vaccinated? He is. He will be fully vaccinated Monday, and I'll be fully vaccinated on Wednesday. And he is going back into the office one day a week sometime soon. Probably not, like, maybe next month. Okay. Is he looking forward to that? He actually, I think, decided to do that, which I was surprised about. Um, His boss is actually moving to Colorado, so... he's going to have to have, you know, conferences for pretty much everything he does anyways. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking that he would just want to stay at home the full time, but it sounds like he's going to be going one day a week, which is nice for me because then I'll have one day by myself. Yeah. What about (laughs) Taylor? He is still going to be remote as far as he knows. I think they have talked a little bit about maybe later this summer, like coming in a couple of days a week. Which honestly is ideal. It's like go to work a couple of days a week, get to work from home a couple of days a week. Um, he got his second vaccination last Thursday, so he has another week to go, and then he'll be fully vaccinated. And because I am in the education system, we got to get vaccinated fairly early, which I'm very grateful for. So I have been fully vaccinated for probably about two months now. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yeah, that was great. And so it's kind of weird, though, to be one of the first people to be vaccinated because nobody else is. And so and it's not like anything actually changes for you other than you have a little bit more of peace of mind. But Mm -hmm. it's not like I get to walk around without my mask on in stores or anything like that. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, okay, this is cool. Like I'm protected and I'm not carrying it. So I'm not going to give it to other people, but also I'm not like getting into close contact with other people anyway. Well, it's also interesting now that everybody is starting to be vaccinated, at least in our friend group. I I haven't Mm -hmm. met anybody who isn't going to get it, but I still feel like there's, I don't know, hesitation. Like I don't personally feel really good about sitting inside a restaurant. So I'm going to be avoiding that if at all possible, Um, Mm -hmm. sitting outside where we can. Yeah. Uh, just because that is like the highest risk place that you can be and just being inside with people without masks on at the table, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But the other thing is I have been really reluctant to like want to go back to the gym because mm-hmm. with everybody breathing heavy, it just, I don't know. I know people, we, we have still have to wear masks inside at the gym, but it stresses me out a little bit. Yeah. Well, and actually in Oregon this past week, there were 15 counties, Multnomah, of course, being one of them, which is where Portland is, um, that were put into extreme risk. And so they took away indoor dining completely. Um, oh, dang. I did not know this. Yeah. The capacities for like retail and gyms and all of that were cut in half. But as of today, they're reopening things back to like still obviously limited capacity and whatnot, but indoor dining is resuming and the numbers for gyms are basically doubling from what they were. That's great though, that they made the adjustment so that they could nip it in the bud. Yeah. It had to do with a rise in cases and a percentage of hospitalizations. And so in order for it to not be pushed another week, the hospitalizations had to be under 15% for COVID cases. And it was like 14.9. Still still under. So that's great. Um, Yeah. But I think our governor has been taking it very seriously. 
and has put in a lot of precautions, definitely not popular decisions often, but I appreciate that she's still willing to do it, even though it's not a popular decision to make. Yes, it will help people in the long run. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I go to Orange Theory. And I can tell you that working out with a mask on is really hard. (laughs) Yeah, I bet, especially Orange Theory. I didn't know you were going there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went a couple of times when Hannah was here in October. And then I like signed up after that to start, but then everything closed down. I literally went to like two classes and everything closed back down again. So my everything was just frozen or whatever, which was fine. Um, But yeah, I started back up a couple months ago. And yeah, it's been good. It kicks my butt every time. But yeah, wearing a mask and running on the treadmill, whew, it I is something else. I think I would have to cut my speed a little bit with a mask on. Oh, yeah, 100%. But great workout. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Orange Theory. The other thing that I feel like is pretty sketchy about this whole situation is I think that once you're vaccinated, it gets really easy to ignore the fact that COVID still exists. Mm. So, for example, I have still been like checking the numbers in North Carolina to make sure they're like not skyrocketing. Just like you said, Mm -hmm. in Portland, I had no idea that was happening. Um, And the other thing is like the CDC is still not recommending you travel unless it's essential. And so I really want to schedule a bunch of trips, but I'm trying to hold off until they feel like it's safer, especially because I looked at the map of the world uh, earlier this week because we really want to go to Greece and the recommendations is like, they have a map and every country is in, is colored in. The red places are like cat four, which is the worst. Mm-hmm. And like 75% of the countries were in the worst category. Oh, wow. Um, including Greece. So I was like, well, unless it's, I, I'm, I'm not going to go at this point. Hopefully it'll get at least a little bit better and then I'll feel better about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think because we're in the U.S. and our kind of peak was so many months ago, it's easy to forget. And like you said, like once you're vaccinated, you feel like you're invincible, I think. Yeah. And like, even though things aren't totally back to normal, they're definitely more normal than they were. Mm -hmm. And people are really clinging to that. And I think it's partly because they need to like, yeah, it's been such a rough year. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously, we can't totally ignore it because COVID is still alive and well. And we have to be thinking about the different strains that are going around and spreading as still possible. The other thing that I've been paying attention to is what the quote unquote experts are doing, like their personal decisions. So Jessica Mm -hmm. Yellen is one of the people I follow for the news on Instagram. And she had King got her baby and then... I forget the other girl's name on a live and she was asking them questions about like the, their personal decisions. Like, would you mm-hmm. dine inside at a restaurant? And both of them were like, absolutely not. And so I was like, you know what? You have more information than I do surrounding this. So I'm just going to copy you. Whatever you say, I'll just do that. And yeah. I have to overthink and, it. And like, we're in spring heading into summer. Like, so just sit outside. It's yeah. a lot easier. It's Find beautiful. Find somewhere that has a nice patio. and Yeah, totally. Um, are there any other boundaries that you have in place? I know you're like feeling not great about the gym, not indoor dining, if it, if it can be avoided. 
I feel like those are my two big ones, which even the gym, I just don't feel personally comfortable. I'm having anxiety about it. I don't necessarily think it would be a bad thing for me to go, especially because it is good for your health. But I think that is kind of it. Like, I don't think I would go to any big event right now, especially Mm -hmm. like maybe an indoor wedding, especially if it was going to be a big wedding. I don't think I would do that right now. But I can't think of anything else. What about you? Yeah, I think my boundary is mostly just that I want to still be acknowledging and abiding by other people's comfort levels. And so, you know, Biden came out a couple weeks ago and said that if you're fully vaccinated and you're going on a walk or something outside, you don't have to wear a mask. And Taylor and I went on a walk the other day and we were like walking through a park and there's a bunch of people out there and we just were like, uh, I don't know. I, there were some people had masks on. So I was like, I feel like we should just put our masks on. That's nice. And so just doing little things like that, because there are so many people that are still wearing masks. And I feel like if other people are wearing theirs, like I should be wearing mine. And at this point it's so, that just feels like such an easy thing to Mm do. And even in, you know, I'm going to work now and even though all the teachers are vaccinated, we still wear our mask when we're around each other, unless we're like sitting in a big room and sitting far apart from each other. Yeah. But, you know, all the kids are wearing masks, all of that. So I think just trying to be cognizant of what's best for everybody. Yeah. I tend to kind of err on the side of thinking about people who might be immunocompromised or mm-hmm. unable to get vaccinated for whatever reason. And like, the more careful I am, the better protected they are. So, yeah, totally. But as far as like hanging out with my friends here, which like most of them are in education and have been vaccinated and their partners are also vaccinated. So I feel totally fine about like going and hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. But I also know that we don't really hang out with other people. So it still feels like we're kind of in a bubble, but we're also all fully vaccinated. So. Yeah. I feel like this week was the first time I had hung out with my friends inside. So that was really the only difference from before we were vaccinated. Yeah. All right. Do you feel like your life right now or like in the next few months is going to look different than it did before quarantine? Post-quarantine versus Mm pre-quarantine? Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of a weird question for me because I had just moved to Portland and then six months later... (laughs) Um, it was lockdown. So I think it'll look different in that there's going to be a lot more thought put into decisions around travel and going out to dinner and hanging out with different people and all of that. Like, I feel like now there just has to be another layer of like checking in on like, is this a good decision? Is this okay? Is everybody comfortable? Just a little more thought put into it. Yeah. As far as... I feel like the only thing that maybe will be different is that we probably won't go out to dinner as much as we did pre-quarantine. Oh, really? Which, yeah, which seems kind of weird. Like, it seems like it'd be the opposite. But I think we've just gotten so used to, like, cooking all the time. How often would you say you go out to eat now or, like, get takeout or whatever? We get takeout probably once a week. What were you but how, how often were you doing it before? I would say probably two, maybe three times. Okay. It's just really expensive. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's so expensive to eat out. And I think now that I've had this like 
a year of having to cook, I'm like, oh my gosh, we can save so much money if we don't go out to eat. And neither one of us get a ton of joy necessarily by eating out. Like every once in a while, it's great. I know. (laughs) That's why I was like, I need to make this distinction because there are a lot of people who, including Gracie, who like absolutely love to go out to eat. And I enjoy it, but it's not my like on the top of my list. Or if I was like, oh, here's $100, you can go out to dinner or I don't know. You can buy clothes or go get a facial or whatever. I would definitely choose that over going out to eat. Yeah, I love going out to eat. It's one of my favorite things and one of the things that I miss most in quarantine. But Mm -hmm. I will say that I think the biggest difference for me pre-quarantine versus post-quarantine is that I realized that I just don't like to overload my social calendar. Like there have been the past two weeks we've had social engagements of varying levels of complexity Mm -hmm. three nights in a row. And I just don't like that. I just, by the third night, I'm just like, I don't really want to do this. So I I do think that I'll be more particular about the things that I say yes to. And I think we talked about this too in our 2020 year in review episode, but Mm -hmm. I'm really over having obligations like, obligations weigh so heavily on my mind. I hate them. And so mm-hmm. just avoiding those when I can, which is not always possible because they're, I feel like they're the hardest things to get out of. Yeah. And just like not saying yes to things just because there's something in your brain that's like, no, you should do this right. or you don't have like a good reason, quote, to mm-hmm. say no. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I just don't feel like it or I don't have the energy for it. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, especially because I feel like a lot of times the obligations are specifically around like close friends and family. And Mm -hmm. those are the people that are hardest to disappoint. Absolutely. All right. Are there any lessons that you've learned from quarantine? I feel like the biggest one that all of us have learned is that you can't plan anything. (laughs) That's true. That's a good one. Because who knows which... I hate. It really causes me a lot of stress and anxiety to not be able to plan things and be confident that they're going to happen. Especially lately, we've been talking a lot about the next couple years and like what that might look like and where we might go or all of that stuff. And some of our options or things that we might want to do are so dependent on COVID. It's like, I have no idea what the world is going to look like in a year. Like everything might be back to normal or it might not. And so I think I'm trying to learn to just be more present in the moment and go with the flow. And I can hear the pain in your voice. (laughs) I feel physical. I feel physical pain (laughs) saying it. Um, Yeah. I was hoping that. I feel like I kind of came to terms with this whole letting go of control thing maybe two or three years ago, mm-hmm. but I was really hoping that quarantine would, would be that lesson for everybody that like, sometimes it's okay to not like have a death grip on your future. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just let it be what it's going to be or like make mm-hmm. the decision when, when you get there instead of like trying to think five years in advance. Totally. Which is so hard for me. And we, talk about our future a lot whenever we go on walks together. And it's really exciting because we have these things that we want to do 
but we don't know what the details are or when it might happen. And I just want to know, like, I just want to be able to say like, okay, next summer we're going to do this. And then the next summer we're going to do that. And then in X amount of years, we're going to know exactly where we want to live and where we want to be and know everything. (laughs) That is what my brain craves. And it just isn't possible. It just isn't, especially in COVID world. But you can still get excited about wanting to do those things and hopefully be able to let go of the details of how and when they'll happen. That's very true. Because, yeah, I think I sometimes get wrapped up in things have to happen on a certain timeline or it just, like, Mm -hmm. isn't going to make sense later or whatever. But I need to work on letting the idea of that go because that is something that I'm placing on my life and not something that life is placing on me. What a great way to put that. Thank you. The other thing is that people that really love and care about you will respect your boundaries and your comfort levels on things, and they are not going to think anything about it. They also, just even if they do think it. anything about it, they're still going to do it because they love you. Yeah. And I think that has been a great lesson for me to learn this year that, yeah, the people that care for me are not thinking anything badly about me or it doesn't make them not want to be close to me or whatever if I have a different comfort level than them on certain things. So that's been great. Mm -hmm. And the other one, which is a sad lesson, is that there's still a lot of people in this world who do not care about other people. And that that is is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's hard. And yeah, people who just willfully ignore the things that they can be responsible for that would help others. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's the hard <laughs> part for me. It's like, I want to be the person that's like trying to explain them into caring about people. Like, let mm-hmm. me, let me tell you. How you're I'm like, I'm going to talk people. you into it. I'm yeah. going to talk you into it. I'm going to explain the science and you're just going to be like, oh my God, light bulb. Right. And that's not how it works. That's not real. Unfortunately, that would, that was one of my big lessons too. Yeah. Okay. All right. One of my favorite things that I think has come out of this quarantine time is the Mm -hmm. changes that we're seeing to work habits, which I think is awesome. I don't know Mm -hmm. how much your friends and Taylor maybe have talked about this, but at least what I'm seeing from my friends is a lot of companies are moving towards whatever you want to do about work from home or coming in you know, one or two days a week and like everybody's in the office on those days and the other days you can do what you want. Yeah. I think it's that way here as well. Unless obviously if you're like me and you work in a school, Mm -hmm. that isn't an option. Um, But what they are doing actually for next year is they are working on developing a virtual academy type of thing, which I think those already exist to some extent, but they would be taught by the teachers that you like are at your actual school. Um, So for kids who either just like don't feel comfortable coming back in for whatever reason, or for kids whose online learning, it just works a lot better for them. Mm -hmm. They are working on like piloting that. So they just recently sent out surveys to families to see how many people would be potentially interested in it. That is freaking amazing. Like, I think it's so cool that we're adapting the way that people work based on what works best for them. And it makes so much sense to me. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like the other 
kind of larger scale change that might be happening as well is that people like take being sick more seriously. Mm, Yeah. And so even if it's not COVID, even if it's a cold or whatever, like I've had friends who are like fully vaccinated. And so it's very highly likely not COVID, but have like skipped out on something because they weren't feeling well, where as I feel like a lot of times people who don't feel great still show up to social gatherings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you like have a fever or are throwing up or something, people will be like, well, I don't feel great, but like, it's probably fine. And then, you know, three other people likely will get sick from you. Yeah. I think it's actually nice on both sides because I think people are thinking more about others. Like, I don't want to give you this thing that I have, Mm -hmm. but I also think that it's accepted. Like, everybody's going to be like, oh, you don't feel well, that's fine. Don't come. Like nobody's going to be upset about that. Yeah, definitely. Another thing that I think is cool and it's a good timing since we just talked about hustle culture, but I feel like people are now accepting different work styles and like knowing that you can't be working all the time and, um, respecting the work-life balance a little bit more. Hopefully I think Mm -hmm. that that was, When people started uh, transitioning to working from home, I think that that was something that people had to learn. Like, okay, I need to figure out how to turn my brain off at five so that I'm able to like actually rest instead of just thinking about work while I'm at home all the time. Yeah. And everybody learning that Zoom fatigue is very real. Mm -hmm. And even though once you return to the office in whatever capacity, like, no, you might not be zooming with everybody all the time, but you're still going to be looking at a computer screen. And so I feel like maybe we'll, people will just be more aware of how exhausting it is to be working all the time or to feel like you need to be working and we'll just have boundaries in place and be fine with it. Yeah. Relax a little. Yeah. All right. Any last post-quarantine thoughts? I think just that I'm really, really excited for when the like post post quarantine happens. (laughs) I mean, when is that going to be though? I feel like there's not one line where we're like, okay, COVID's (laughs) over now. (laughs) Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be some type of announcement that Biden comes out with. I don't know when that is going to be, but I am excited for a post COVID world one of these days. If it, if it exists, maybe it doesn't, but. Even if not, we'll learn to live with these new restrictions and hopefully it won't be a big deal. Yeah. A new normal. Mm-hmm. Also, hot tip. I originally was going to laminate my COVID card mm-hmm. because I work at school, so I have access to a laminator. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is genius because... I'll probably need to take this with me traveling and all that stuff. And I was literally putting it into a laminator sheet. And one of my coworkers was like, don't laminate your card. And that they had mentioned it when they got their vaccine. And the person was like, oh, no, don't laminate it because, you know, there's those other lines on it. And they were like, if you have to get get boosters, Mm -hmm. they were like, we need to be able to write it on your original card. So do not laminate your card. Oh, that's important to know. You heard it here first. (laughs) Breaking news (laughs) on Like Hard to Pod. 
Okay. Well, if anybody else has any post-quarantine tips or thoughts, let us know. You can email us at lightheartedpodcast.gmail.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram at lightheartedpod. Talk to you next week. See ya.